Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hey, you guys, welcome to Moms in Real Estate. I'm Kristen Cantrell. I'm Angela Fazio. Our guest today is from the Charlotte area. Her name is Lori Plyler, and we're so excited to have her on. Yeah, so she's going to be talking to us about building not only a big business, but a big life. So Lori, tell us all about yourself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited to be on. Thank you guys so much for inviting me. This is such an honor, and hopefully I can be of inspiration today. Um a little bit about me. I've lived in the Charlotte area since 2001. So at this point, I've lived here longer than where I grew up in the mountains of Appalachia. And I've um, been in real estate since the end of 2020. And my background before that, I built a huge business in the network marketing world for 16 years before deciding to make a transition and team up with my husband in real estate. And so now we have been Um, Just really having a lot of fun, building momentum in our business, building our team. Um, And we have two little ones, a four-year-old little boy named Granson, and our little girl is one. Her name's Caroline. We're really passionate about living our life with our faith and our family as the center and then career weaving in around it. I love that. I love how you you consistently use that word weaving your family into your business too, which I find I I love the like mental image that yeah. I get from that. Yeah, it's a it's a good visual. I it love really that. is. And that's really that's really better than saying balance in your life. Mm-hmm. The weaving is actually far more accurate than balance. Ooh, well, and you know analogy. how you know how people forever have said like leave work at the door when you come home. Right. And I think that in real estate, like, and go ahead and share your experience with it. It's just not possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I definitely agree. Balance doesn't exist. It's not Mm -hmm. a thing. (laughs) You're always going to be, you know, focusing. It's almost like you think about, it's more like walking versus balance, right? It's going back and forth between things and compartmentalizing. You can to a degree, but in real estate, it really is something that becomes a part of your life. And I think like in everything that you do. And I think it's because the nature of the industry, you are helping families and people with the biggest transaction of their lives. And so you become, it's not like a nine to five type of a transaction. You really are walking through that with them all the time. And, and I think with our family, we've really shifted our perspective on that instead of fighting against that and trying to keep these crazy boundaries of, Oh, now work is turned off and we won't answer a phone call. We think about it more like we're present with our kids when we're with them, but we also want them to see us work and be incorporated in the family business. So they value that and see how it contributes to them and their future as well. Oh my gosh. I love that. My husband and I were talking just yesterday about a very similar thing because we are starting because our kids are 11 up to 31. I've got six of them and my 22 year old had made some comments that made us go, oh my gosh, they do listen. Like <laughs> they're, they're paying attention and we've never been, we don't even want to compartmentalize. That doesn't even make sense to me to like compartmentalize that's work. This is, you know, God, whatever. So that is so encouraging to hear you put it in a way that can be spoken a little better than 
the way that weaving, that whole weaving mm -hmm. idea is really, it feels good. It feels more like attainable mm -hmm. than balance, right? Was it, have you always been like that? Because even with, um, you know, being a top, you know, salesperson recruiter at a network marketing company, like I'm sure it was very similar to being a real estate agent, right? It was, it was. Um, I do think that in real estate, I do life with my clients a little bit more. Then in network marketing, not that I didn't because, you know, a lot of the people that I trained in network marketing became some of my very best friends, but it was a little bit easier to compartmentalize because um, it was just a different type of a transaction in someone's life, right? Um, but I will say that was a big learning curve for me. I definitely was not, um, even though we don't want to use the word balance, I wasn't as balanced then now versus then. I used to be a real workaholic <laughs> and um, I remember for a long time, I didn't even want to have kids and it wasn't that I didn't like kids. I was afraid to have kids because I felt like, how could I possibly have a successful career and a happy family? You can't possibly have both. And it wasn't until I started to work through that and learn how you can have everything all at the same time. And it doesn't have to be these crazy boundaries and so cut and dry that um, I figured out a way to, to kind of have it all. That's kind of my mantra these days is I want two things, it all. Um, mm -hmm. Can I ask you a question about that? Because when you say you had, you know, you were like, I I'm a workaholic and I was kind of afraid to have kids. Why was that? Was, do you think it was because you had a picture in your mind of what being a parent should, or, you know, would look like, and it turned out to be well, that's not true. Don't put me in that box. Or was it something different? I think it was really, honestly, um, if you were going to drill down to it, kind of about scarcity mentality without realizing it. I was a workaholic, I thought, because like at the time I valued that. I was like, oh, I'm such a hard worker. You know, no one will outwork me. And I didn't, I sacrificed all sorts of family time, even before kids in the name of work. And in hindsight, what I didn't realize was I was doing that because I was fearful that if I didn't work, then everything would fall apart and mm -hmm. we wouldn't have the business and the opportunity that I was working so hard for. And so having kids meant I knew how much I value family. And if I had kids that I would want to be a very dedicated mother and be very invested. And I knew that time would take away. So it was really a fear-based mentality which is so crazy when you think about it with working hard can be really healthy, but it's, you have to work hard with an abundant mindset, knowing that you can create systems to let your business go and set you free. Yeah. And you, you mentioned that before. Tell us more like about working, you know, smarter, not harder and how you can build this business that you want to build and make it to where it's duplicatable. Yeah. So I think for me and hope, I don't know, maybe a lot of other women, one thing that I could get stuck in and have gotten stuck in in the past is that feeling of like needing to do it all right. Like if it's going to be done right, it's got to be done by me. And the reality of that is that is impossible, right? Mm -hmm. We can't be, 
the director of operations, director of sales, the lister, the buyer, the lead generator, the super mom, the super wife, and the PTA. <laughs> so many things. Holder, and do the right? dishes. And do the dishes. Oh my yes. gosh. <laughs> and so I feel like it was really, I did two things when this transformed for me. It was actually after we had our first little boy, Grandson. And um, I, at that time, I was still in that mindset of trying to figure out how the heck do I get to be a mom and still be super successful because I value both. And I remember sitting down with a blank calendar, like um, one of those like weeks at a glance, you know, where it's like 15 minute chunks. Mm -hmm. And I basically wrote out my ideal life on paper. Like, what would I want my perfect week to look like, including work, family, everything I love, everything that I'm obligated to. And I put it all down on paper. And then I decided to choose to make that work. And that meant I had to take some things off my plate. And so I became a huge fan of delegation and hiring things out that uh, for things that I don't have to directly do. And it allowed me to duplicate myself and, you know, really only put my energy into the things that bring me joy. That is so well said. I know that is so well said, because what I've been thinking about is what in my life, because I think I, I think we all tend to have that same personality as, you know, go big or go home. And, and I said, well, I have to, I tried to pinpoint why you were talking because I've experienced that shift too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why, why is it different then and now? And two things I heard you say, one, you decided But I bet you the other thing is, at least for me, it was understanding and acknowledging who I am and who I'm not, Mm -hmm. right? Because if I'm not, whatever that is, why am I doing anything that makes me look like that? Mm -hmm. Take it away so that Mm -hmm. I can be who I am. So I have dates with my husband literally every day because we value that right under God, right? Mm -hmm. That was a decision. And I don't care if someone says every day, don't you think that's a bit excessive? No, I'm excessive. Right. So I love, I love the way you're articulating the way, the way that you're explaining those decisions that you make and you're right. That's an abundant mindset. That's a decision and you can have it all. Mm -hmm. And what a good exercise for everyone to go out and do. And if you haven't, like, I kind of feel like I just want to get off this call and go get my calendar and like rewrite life. And I feel like that changes too. Like I know sometimes like I'll go into this, like, this is what my ideal schedule looks like. And then all of a sudden, like you veer off of it. So I feel like it's something you should update constantly. Oh yeah. As your seasons change, right? Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. And with kids, isn't it crazy? I feel like your season changes every six months practically. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So true. Wait. So can you tell us what like your ideal schedule says? (laughs) Yeah. So um, one thing that I really, really value is my personal time in the morning. So like my quiet time, I just hate to be rushed. And I have pinpointed some things that help me be at peace. And so that's the first thing that's always on my schedule is my quiet time, which means like I have about an hour and a half every morning where, you know, all that goes prayer, coffee, (laughs) quiet time, meditation, exercise, and just getting myself in a happy, joyful place. And then I wake up my kids and do all that. Um, And then I have time blocked every single day for um, intentional family time. Right now we're in a new season because both my kids just started going to childcare. So um, I have a lot more free time all of a sudden, but before I would basically take my 
as in before meaning like a couple weeks ago, I would take like nap times and those were my two work time pockets through the day. And then I would have my baby time the rest of the day. So it changes. I mean, now I feel like I'm kind of excited because my kids are going to be having a lot of fun in childcare and I'm going to be filling up a lot more work time in the schedule intentionally. Um, and every Thursday we have our date day plan. You're like, Whoa. I know it's so, it's so nice <laughs> when you so get nice. that time. You're like, wait, this is like, the there's most so many hours in the day. <laughs> I'm literally like, what do I do? I have so many hours. Everything. <laughs> I always think about like, what did I do before I had kids? Like I had so much time on my hands. I think, I think the funniest thing when we talk to women is if you talk to like, as people grow, they're in school, they're in college, they get married, they have kids, they get whatever. They're like, I didn't think I get any busier. I thought I was busy before. <laughs> I had all the time in the world. I know. <laughs> you know? I know. And you know what? I just have to say, because a friend of mine, we were talking about that the other day. She doesn't have kids. And she was like, and I remember saying the exact same thing. I was like, what? Oh, my gosh. I am so busy, even though I didn't have kids. And other moms would be like, you have no idea. She was like, well, I do all these things, right? I'm busy. I do all these things. And I was like, here's why moms feel like they're busy. Because we do momming. And we also do all those things you just listed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. crazy. <laughs> I know. And it's, it is so, I, when you just said that, I could see like some, like these like darting eyes, like angry, <laughs> like, oh, you're busy. Really? Let's talk, let's go. So will you share, will you share with us what, I mean, you're still a new agent, but you, you're going so you're like succeeding so fast. What would you say some of the like lessons you've learned that you want to share with maybe a newer agent out there? Um, like what tips would you give them? So I think one thing that was a big learning process for me getting into real estate was really knowing and embracing the reality that real estate is a long-term game in a lot mm -hmm. of situations, right? It's not necessarily, sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's not that you're going to meet someone today, they buy a house tomorrow and bam, you know, mm -hmm. you got paid. And so nice. <laughs> I had to really shift my mindset with that of like, okay, I'm doing work today. And it's going to probably show up in six months or mm -hmm. a year. And so one of the biggest pieces of advice I would give any new agent is you have got to, number one, make a clear plan that is doable for you, that you're excited about. Meaning if you want to, you know, door knock and call Fizbo's, or if you never want to do that, or if you want to do social media, whatever it is for you, open houses, make your plan that you can be excited about that you can do consistently. That's the key is you've got to choose something that you can do consistently day in and day out without stopping. And that's really what has driven all of our momentum is I joined my husband and basically we sat down together and made a system and I just implemented it like a, you know, relentlessly, just right. relentlessly. I'm not surprised. Trusting <laughs> that eventually it would pay off. That's awesome advice for sure. I love that. I love two parts that you said to it. One, create the activities that you can be excited about mm -hmm. over a long period of time. Yes. And then be relentless about it. And so I, I bet you the audience who's listening will agree with me right now that you're amazing. Like mm -hmm. the way you articulate things, you've got to tell us something you struggle with or we're yeah. going to just think, we're going to just think, 
I feel so small. <laughs> Tell us something that's a really big struggle in your life and how you're working through that. I think that probably one of the things that I struggle with that I've really had to learn how to manage over the years is um, that drive to achieve. Um, and what I mean, I don't know if you guys are into the Enneagram or not. Oh my gosh. We had a whole conversation about this last night. What are you? Are you an well, eight? I'm a three. Are you? What's a three? An achiever. What is it? Mm-hmm. It's an achiever. Is it? Wait, then I yeah. should be a three. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's, a, that's, I love doing those things, right? I'm a three. It just means I'm wired to achieve and work and like actually enjoy working and all of that stuff. But also that means that I struggle with burnout. And if I don't force, like I literally have to schedule in fun and family time and dates, because if I don't, I will just go till I can't go anymore. And then I will just, you know, disappear for four days. (laughs) So for me, I think that's why I am so serious about consistency. I would rather do a little bit every single day consistently than go, you know, blitz for two weeks because Mm -hmm. the start stop mentality is what gets people stuck so much. And you can't build momentum when you're starting and stopping all the time. Wow. That's true. That is true. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like wondering why I'm not a three because (laughs) you're an eight, right? I think I'm an eight. I don't know the Enneagram as well as I know the the disc profile. I like the disc profile because it's simple. (laughs) You're probably a D, right? Uh, Off the charts. Well, yeah. well, since she's since she's been um, best friends with me, she now has an eye. I do. <laughs> since I since I closed down my brokerage and moved to EXP, and since I let her be my friend, yeah, I'm not very. She good all at of that. a sudden likes. People. I have like fun now. I'm kind of fun now when I wasn't really fun before. Yeah. <laughs> her and her and her husband redid the disc profile like a couple weeks ago, and they both had. Some more eye. eye. And I was like, oh, you're like, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so true. That's so funny. My husband is actually an eight. So I know all about it. You're a really strong leader and really to the point, probably. Absolutely. Both, <laughs> both of those things. I'm an eight, but we were talking last night and I don't think I'm a true eight. I don't know. I need to like dive into that. But the people I was with last night were like, I don't think you're a true eight. I think that you can um, like mold into what you think you should be. And I think my whole life has been like, you work hard. And so I just, that's what I do, but I don't know. So anyways, I need to retake it. Have a glass of wine and then retake it. Oh yeah. gosh. I'd be interested <laughs> if you're an eight wing of a seven, because a seven is like the party and the fun. So yeah, I'm like that. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> <that's fun. laughs> so okay, what other things do we need to go over? That was like a, we just went down a rabbit trail. I apologize. I know. <laughs> you have been such a great guest. I'm so glad you came on. Yeah, thank you so much. I I'm going, I might re-listen to this one. We never was re-listen to our shows. Well, and oh, I well. honestly think you need to come out and speak at one of our events sometime Ooh, because yeah. you are really, really good. Okay. We won't put you on the spot at this very moment, but we might when we stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys are out there listening, um, November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th is the next Flourish date. And you can always go to thefloureshevent.com and find out when the next date is. Yes. Get your tickets. Last time, there were too many people who waited to the last minute and couldn't get in. So if you are passionate and the, and it's worth it to come to that event, just go. It, the tickets are open. Just don't be one of those people who try to text me at the last minute. Can't you get me in? Don't put that pressure on me. Just get your <laughs> ticket early. <laughs> and make it a girl's trip. 
grab a bunch of girls in real estate and come to Arizona. (laughs) Yes. It's beautiful here. Um, Lori, thank you so much. Honestly, that was such great. That was such a great episode. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored and I truly hope it can inspire and encourage somebody out there. Oh, you are. Oh, it will. Mm -hmm. Don't you worry about that. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, listening and God bless you.